Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Yo, 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 what's good, Bills Mafia, Buffalo Fanatics, what's happening? Welcome to another edition, another episode of Rated Red, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics Network. This is Thursday Night Live, baby, this is how we doing it, and the BF crew is back at our regular schedules, and yo, we are coming with that heat, baby, from week to week, we bring you that heat. Clear the tables because it's time to eat. Stand up. Let me know where y'all watching from in the chat. You know how we do it. This is a roll come on, roll call. Let me know where you at. I see Scott Blake in the house. Kobe Wankanobi, what's going on? You guys, Bills fan, 1970s been in here. You already know how we do it. I'm excited as all get out. The Bills season is almost around the corner. We are in the middle of training camp. It's going down. It's going down. I hope you guys had a fantastic Thursday. Hope you guys have enjoyed your week. But, yo, I am all fire right now, guys. I'm I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Scott Blakely, what's happening? What's happening, man? From Chicago, Chi-Town in the building. Chi-Town in the building. Yo, I'm going to need y'all to let me know what's up. And I hope you guys are ready. We have got a lot to talk about tonight. We got a lot to get into. And I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. But before we get into it, yo, what's good? Richard Forbes all the way from Daytona Beach, Florida. What's happening, baby? What's happening? All right, I got Maurice Anderson all the way from Vegas. Yo, the chat is popping off tonight, man. This is how we do it. Jeff King, what's happening, my man? All the way from PA. Good to see you, Jeff. As always, my brother. Look, you guys do me this favor. You know how we do it. Before we go any further, if you are not connected to the BF Network, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now to the channel. Turn the bell notifications on so you can stay up to date with everything related to the Buffalo Bills and the BF Network. Let's go. And while you're at it, smash that like building. Smash that like. Yo, what's up, Byron? Hey, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Glad you like that music, yo. That music is banging, ain't it? I can listen to that music all night. What's up? It's Mar Alvarado coming all the way from Cali. What's good? What's good? What's good? Hey, you know, we are, we're live, baby. We are live Thursday night all the way from CA, repping from CA, Anthony Moose in the house. Yo, I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited about it. We're going to got, we got, we got some stuff to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills training camp watch. I hope you guys have been watching the training camp, as I know so many of us have been, but we're going to dive into it tonight. We've got some topics to discuss. Yo, have you guys been watching the Bills rookies? Man, hey, Bills rookies ain't playing tonight. They, The Bills rookies ain't playing, and they coming 
with it. So all the vets who are out there trying to secure their job, you better make sure you you looking over your shoulder like this because the rookies are coming for you. The rookies are coming for you. Hey, we're also going to talk about the offense. The offense. Now, I know there's been some early growing pains in the offense as camp started, but yo, Josh Allen is cooking, baby. He is cooking. And we're going to talk about that because I think Josh has got his group back, man. I think Josh in the offense got that group back. We're going to talk about that too tonight. We got a whole lot we're going to talk about. O-line continuity. What's going on with the O-line, man? Can we, can we finally get some offensive linemen healthy at the start of camp? So that way we can get that continuity started. We're going to talk about that as well. So you guys don't go anywhere. You guys don't go anywhere. Keep it locked right here on the best network bringing you the best in Bills content. You know who it is, baby. You see the banner behind me. It's the BF Network. Let's go. What's up, Ronald Leedix? I see you, man, in the house. Yo, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? I hope you guys are fired up. I hope you guys are ready. Because I am ready. I see my man Eric coming in all the way in from, from Greensboro, North Carolina. What's happening? What's happening? Hey, uh, Richard. Richard coming in here. Yo, did y'all get in on the Mega Millions? Yo, if... If I got in on the Mega Millions, I would not be at work. There would be no working for your boy Rev right now. It would not be happening. Uh, I missed out on it, you know, not going to lie. But uh, you never know. Unless y'all want to buy me some tickets, let's, let's, let's go in on it. What's up, Ronald? What's up? You guys smash that like button. You already know how we do it. And let's get the show popping. Let's go ahead and get this show pop. I hope you guys are ready for the show, man. Yo, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. You know? I, can't, I, I don't know how, how I can continue to overstate it. But I am ready for the show. And I hope you guys are as ready for it as I am. So let's keep it popping. Let's keep it popping. I told you off the top, yo, we're going to talk about the Bills rookies, man. The Buffalo Bills rookies are showing out. These dudes are showing out in camp. Now, it's, it's, it's one thing, you know what I'm saying, for us to be excited about, about draft picks, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and, and hyped up and all that kind of stuff, because we're we fans, right? We're fans. That's what we're going to do. But it's a whole nother ball game. Yo, when these dudes are actually showing up and they ain't scared of nobody, they ain't scared of nobody. I don't know if you guys uh, heard about it or not. I think you did. Did you guys catch that, that, that tweet from Sal Capaccio when he was talking about Stephon Diggs and our first round draft pick, Kyrie Elam, going at it, going at it. That's exactly what you want to see. This is exactly what you want to see out of your rookies, man. You want, you want to see your rookies on fire. You want to see your rookies not scared of nothing. You want to see them hitting the ground running. And there is no better opportunity, no better chance for Kyrie Elam to get on the right path to get on the right track to get us to get to get things started right then they have to go up against one of the best wide receivers in the game and you know who that is that's 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 our stefan Diggs. and uh yo sal capaccio he talked about something and this this is what he said i want you guys i want you guys to see this yo so sal let me see if i can if i can make it big i don't know if i can make it big or not so Sal, uh, he spoke on this, and this is what he said, yo. He's, he was like, yo, first rep, first rep of one-on-ones. Looked like Elam held digs, okay? We got that. Uh, Stefan didn't like it at all. 
They were holding each other close and definitely having an animated conversation. One of the other DBs made sure it didn't go any further. All right. So you see right there off the top, you see my man, Kyrie Elam, ain't, ain't, ain't playing. Yeah, he was a little grabsy, a little handsy, uh, but he's getting all up in digs, right? Because we know who Kyrie Elam is, right? He's a physical cornerback. He plays man, press man coverage. That's, that's his game, okay? And if you're not mistaken, our man uh, back in the day, Stephon Gilmore was also kind of grabsy as well. Kind of handsy, kind of grabsy. You know, he got a lot of flags in Buffalo when he was starting, you know, his rookie year. But we know how good of a cornerback he turned out to be, right? Not trying to make a comparison. I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm, hey, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. You never know. But then Sal Capaccio comes back and he's like, yo, this is the second day in a row where Diggs and Elam barked at each other a bit. Yesterday, Stefan stared him down and had a few words on his way back to the huddle after a contested play. Yo, you guys, you guys, look, isn't this what you, I mean, what, what, what more can you ask for out of your, out of your, uh, your first round draft pick, man? Kyir Elam, Kyir Elam is that dude, man. And, and, and I love, I love how he's bringing the moxie. I love how he's bringing the swag. I love how he's bringing the physicality right off the bat. I'm not concerned about, about the handsy stuff. I'm not concerned about that. He's letting Diggs know, yo, I'm going to get up all, bit, all up in your grill. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it's, and it's just a matter of technique. It's coaching, right? It's coaching. So, uh, and didn't they, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they, uh, um, and yo, Evan, let me know if I'm correct. Didn't they uh, give him some gloves, right? Some, some, some gloves or something like that to try to, some boxing gloves or something like that. I, think, I thought I heard something about that to try to, try to work on his technique. Um, that's what that's what I heard. Is that is that right? Evan? Let, let me bring you to the stream, Evan. Let me bring you to the stream, man. You let me know if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, I kind of heard a little bit about that. I'm not too how you know how sure like that is, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him some boxing gloves, you know, just to get his technique yeah. down. You know, like you mentioned, he's a physical press man corner, right? And you know, that's how those early corners are. Like when you're going up against a guy like Stefan Diggs who can get free right off his release, yes. you get tempted. And as a rookie corner going up against a guy like Stefan Diggs with Trey, Trey White, you know, watching from behind you, you're going to want to yeah. impress and you don't want to get dusted. And like you mentioned, Stefan Gilmore was very handsy early on in his career. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make the comparison, but like, I think we could, like, I think we should make the comparison that this guy could be that good of a corner. He could be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, mean, he, yeah. Go ahead. And you know, like, you know, Kyrie Elam's coming out of Florida, you know, coming into an environment where he might have to be that cornerback one. He's going to have right. to do everything. And he has to be, he has to do what it's willing to take to make those, you know, sacrificing plays. And if Elam has to, you know, grab a guy here and there to save a touchdown, I'm fine with that. And, you know, he's got to get those reps early and often. And, you know, Elam's going up against Stefan Diggs, like you mentioned, one of the best in the game. Yeah. He's going to get his reps. And if he gets toasted, he gets toasted. But, you know, he's going to, so he's going to get down early and often. Yeah. Yeah. So be it. And I, I, and I like what 716 Truth said. He says, yo, I love the energy the rookie's bringing. He's supposed to do that. Iron sharpens iron. And that's what this is about. Yo, we want, we want the comp, we want the, we want this, the, uh, the competition. But that competition level to be on fire, you know what I'm saying? And 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 that's what I'm seeing right now out of our young rookie cornerback in Kyrie Elam. He's getting, he's yo, he's he's getting after it. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm okay with the grabsy handsy stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He, he'll learn, right? They'll they'll coach him up. We, we've got great coaches who will coach him up and coach his technique. But man, I love the fact that he's getting after it 
early and often, and he's letting him, he's letting his presence be felt and known uh, right off the bat. Now, 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 Kitty possibly um, see, see see some some early flags. It's quite possible. It really just depends on how on how quickly he develops throughout training camp. You know what I'm saying? But that this is what you want though out of your cornerback. You want you want a guy in Trey White on the other side of the field, right? Who we know is an elite zone cornerback, right? Um, he's he's not an elite man coverage cornerback, but he's an elite zone corner. But then opposite of him, when you bring in a guy like Kyrie Elam, who's gonna get all up in your chest, all up in your grill, son. You know what I'm saying? You want that physicality right there to let these receivers know you ain't getting no free release off the line of scrimmage. I'm coming after you, and you're going to feel me early and often. And that's what I like about Kyrie Elam. He's a big corner. He's not backing down from anybody, especially especially one of the top wide receivers in the game is Stephon Diggs, man. I, I love what he's bringing to the table. This is exactly, as Richard Forbes says, this is exactly what you want to see out of your rookie cornerback. I, I love it. I love it, man. And and I think that and I'm and just like you said, Evan, uh, um, it's we 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 might as well consider comparing or or at least showing the path that Kyer Elam has um, as it relates to Stephon Gilmore. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the type of cornerback that Gilmore was as a rookie and early in his. We saw it, and we we got frustrated. I got frustrated as all get out. You know what I'm saying? Watching Stephon Gilmore constantly get thrown these flags. You know what I'm saying? But he grew out of it. He grew out of it. But he that, that's that was his game. That was his game. And now what is it? He's he, he I mean he wasn't he was an all pro cornerback. Defensive you know player of the year. Defensive player of the year. 2019. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so could that could that could could we see Kyer Elam on a similar trajectory? I can't. I can see it. It's early, right? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not gonna go ahead and crown him. You know what I'm saying? As the defensive player of the year, all pro cornerback, but I, I I can definitely see the potential there. Potential does. Scott Blakely comes in and says, yo, yo, it's confirmed. He did have boxing gloves on, stops the grabbing and works on technique. Okay, appreciate that, Scott, Scott, for uh, for confirming that. Yo, that's what I thought I heard. So yeah, it works on technique early on. So so we're teaching him not to be grabsy, which is good, but he's still able to be physical, which is what it was, which is exactly what we want out of him. That's why they drafted him, man. That that's his game physicality off the bat. And when you look at the raw receivers, Evan, that, that we're going to be going up, up against early in the year, we want that. We got a guy like Cooper Cup. We don't want him having free release, even though he's probably not going to be lined up against Kyrie Elam. I'm sure it's going to be you know, Teron Johnson. Um, but but you've got but you got Allen Robinson. Who's who, who's going to guard Allen? Is that going to go to Dane Jackson? Or do you want your bigger, stronger cornerback in Kyrie Elam, even though he's a rookie well, going after him? You know what well, I'm saying? Yeah, either or. They got Van Jefferson and Allen Robinson. And yes. heck, we don't know. I mean, they could even bring back OBJ. You don't know. You have, right? yeah, you have even, yeah. even though OBJ wouldn't be ready for that, but like they can still have, you know, those talented amount of receivers on their roster. I just want to, you know, touch one more point on Kyrie Elam. Yeah. You know, when you look at the Buffalo Bills and the corners that they brought through the Sean McDermott led defense over the years, they've only drafted two corners highly, and right. that is Tredavious White and Kyrie Elam. We know exactly. what Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier did with Tredavious White. He's an all-pro. He's mm -hmm. a top-five corner when healthy. The guy's special. We get that. But then you look at a lot of the other corners, and Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, Taron Johnson, and then you look at some of the other guys that are good players but haven't really you know, made that leap yet but have been you know, solid, formidable uh, depth pieces like Cam Lewis and Sarah Neal. Yes, yeah. Like, Sean McDermott knows how to coach up cornerbacks and make he them does. play solid. He I mean, does. And you draft a guy 23rd overall. With the amount of potential he has, Sean McDermott can take Kyrie mm -hmm. and make him 
a sensational yeah, yeah. player in the NFL. Like, yeah, and yeah. I'm excited for it. Can you imagine having two all pro cornerbacks on the same defense? Like, that's crazy. Like, like I'm just because we know we know Trey's going to be here for the long haul, right? So he's already all pro yes. elite cornerback in the league. You know, top five. You know, easily in my, in my opinion. But man, if if Kyer Elam can hit the ground running early, first year, first couple of years, man, and make it uh, an impact in in yo. We've we had two lockdown potential cornerbacks. Plus, you got the two guys behind you, two all pro. We could potentially have an all pro secondary all across the board, all across the board yeah. from cornerbacks all the way to safeties. That I don't know of another defense that that has that. I'm not I'm not saying that that you know the Bills are, are are like special in that regard. But man, can you imagine what that would look like when you've got two all pro safeties and Micah Hyde and and, and uh and Jordan Porter, assuming that that Bean does what he has to do in extending Jordan Porter, which I think he will. But then couple that with with Trey White and then a young guy and Kyrie Elam. You got that right, John. You got that right. The no fly zone. It ain't happening. You're just not going to be able to pass against that defense. You're just not going to be able to do it. And that is exactly the vision, I believe, that that, that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier and them had as it pertained to the defense and especially the secondary. They wanted guys, man, who who are – who are physical? They wanted guys who who had a high uh, 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 floor, high ceiling, high ceiling guys with a lot of traits, and that's what you see. And especially the speed element. We cannot overstate the speed element because my man Kyir can fly. He can fly. Oh, yeah. and we know, and we know Evan that that's exactly what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean were trying to do was increase the speed in the defense. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. You know. We, we all saw what happened against us, against Tyreek Hill last year in the AFC Divisional Round. We cannot have stuff like that happen again, especially when a guy like Tyreek Hill is coming to your own division. Right. Uh, he's coming to Miami. Yeah. So, you know, adding a guy like Kyrie, you know, who runs a great 40, who can mm-hmm. keep up you know, with some of the faster players in the league. And, you know, now when healthy, when you have, you know, a guy like Tredavious White and then Kyrie Elam, Taron Johnson yeah. in the slot, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer behind him. That's as good as it gets in the NFL for a secondary. We already knew that the Bills were one of the top three to four secondaries in the NFL. Right now, you had a guy like Kyrie Elam who you know can get coached up well to be a very good zone corner, but not yeah. only is already a very good man corner out the gate, plus the yeah. physicality and the energy he plays with. Right, that's something Trey White has never had across from him. He's never, always had never. that safe here and there play from Levi yeah. Wallace, right. but he's never had another corner on the other side of them where Trey can just go, Hey, like, just go get him in, you know, play like a dog, play yourself, Absolutely. you know, do your thing. Absolutely. It, it, and, and now so, he and, has that. And then, and then we're not going to, you know, um, hopefully we're not going to have to, we're not going to have to rely on, on Poyer and Hyde to have to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, come over there and, 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 and give them some help. You know what I'm saying? They, they might early on, just depends on how, on, on how everything works out. But you know, um, from, from what I, from what I see, it doesn't look like they're gonna need to help the guy at all, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so when you so when you can allow two of your corner, both of your corners, to basically, you know what I'm saying, uh, defend without any safety help. Oh my gosh, these safeties, Hyde and Boyer are gonna be able to roam free. Hyde, I mean, they're gonna be able to run roam free. And then that's not even talking about the defensive line. And I see Scott Blakely coming and talking about the D line. You know, um, I smell I smell record interceptions, yo. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to touch on that a little bit later in the show. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but man, it's, it's, it's hard not to get excited about what the defense can potentially be. And it's hard to even say that when you, when we just came off of, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, 
a, such a, a ranking as last year, like being the number one ranked defense in so many categories. So, yeah, I'm excited about that, Evan. Um, but you know who else I'm excited about, man? When we're looking at the rookies. I'm excited about Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir has been making some noise in camp. You know, another rookie who's been doing his thing in camp. Uh, he's been balling, man. I mean, he, he's been balling. And, and when you have guys um, that are injured, like Jamison Crowder, it paves a way for guys like Khalil Shakir, who probably would not be getting the kind of reps that he's getting right now in camp. But you know what they say, the best ability is availability. And so uh, when, when Crowder's out, it's next man up. I know that sounds cliche, but it's the truth. And and the yeah. next man, is he's, he's, he's been up and he's been showing out, man. Khalil Shakir has been doing his thing in camp. Um, very, very reminiscent, you know, and again, I hate these comparisons, you know what I'm saying? But, but it's just hard not to, especially when he's wearing number 10. I know you guys know what I'm talking about, man. The guy who used to wear number 10 before Cole Beasley dawned it, you know what I'm saying, his, his, his first season. That's my man Robert Woods. When you look at when you look at Khalil Shakir, uh, Evan, man, do you do you see any resemblance of 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 Robert Woods in his play? I know his early pads haven't have, haven't come on yet, but but just looking at his versatility and what he brings, what do what do you think? Yeah, so coming out of college, I I had Shakir comped as two Robert Woods. Uh, I thought yeah. they played very similar in the way they had the ball in their hands right. uh, after the catch, just the way they brought in the ball. And just the way they kind of carry themselves on the field and just every everything they did as a receiver kind of resembled one another mm -hmm. from the college ranks to the NFL ranks. And you've seen reports early in camp uh, from a lot of Bill's media members, just the way uh, Khalil Shakir kind of brings yeah. the ball in, you know, on some yeah, of these yeah, soft yeah. lob catches. Uh -huh. He brings him in with such a veteran presence. It's just he's not even a rookie. He just kind of feels like he belongs there already. He, You know, he's just right. fitting in very well. And, you know, that's great. You know, you lose a guy like Cole Beasley, you know, the mm -hmm. Bills released him. Right. Uh, but now you feel comfortable. You have three guys in the slot now, uh, mm -hmm. Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder, and Khalil Shakir, that all look comfortable. They all look good. There's a chance that all three of them are going to be impactful players this season, even one being, you know, a, a seasoned veteran, one being yeah. here for a long time, and, you know, another one being a rookie. But I, I've liked what I've seen from Khalil Shakir so far. And, I mean, I'll be attending camp sooner rather than later. There we go. So, you know, you, you know, when that comes around, I can give, like, my own opinion from physically watching him in person on Khalil Shakir. Yeah. All I've seen is a few clips here and there. I, but I like what I've seen from Khalil. I, I, you know, I like his double moves in his routes. I like yeah. the way, you know, he, you know, he uses his hips in his routes. I like the way he shakes the defender, even though sometimes it's not there. It might be a coach or like a little right, right. You know, stand-up pile on, but just envision it in itself. That's all we got right now. Right. But, you know, I, I like the way Khalil's bringing himself to camp. He's showing that if for some reason Isaiah McKenzie and Jameis Crowder are both out, hey, I can be that guy for a game. Yeah, I mean, he's showing that 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 it's not too big for him. That the stage is not too big for him. I mean, as a rookie, like you said, he's 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 carrying himself like he's not even a rookie. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 coming in. You know what I'm saying? You know you know the whole cliche. You know with his with his hard hat on and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's coming to work. He but it, but he's performing though when he gets his opportunities on the field and camp. Albeit, you know what I'm saying? But he's 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 doing his thing. He's showing up. He's making an impact on the field. I wanted I wanted to go back and look at at his draft profile coming out. And so um. You know, uh, uh, on, on uh, Pro Football Network, Ian Cummings wrote this, and, and I wanted to read it. And, and we're looking at his his profile. I mean, he's 5'11", 196. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 bigger than than, than we think. You know what I'm saying? He's he's not that small. Uh, guy runs a four four three, so he's got speed. Okay, um, but this is this is what Ian said. 
He said this. Um, he said, much of the buzz in the 2022 draft is clustered around the top receivers. Players like Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jameson Williams, and Traylon Burks, they undoubtedly deserve the praise and attention. But the 2022 NFL draft receiver class spans far beyond them. And a player like Khalil Shakir could provide comparable value at a potential uh, a couple of rounds later. Uh, and then he goes on to say this, yo, his athletic profile. He says, yo, he's Shakir possesses the explosiveness to gear up quickly after catches and cuts. Now, let's just pause right there. He has the explosiveness to gear up quickly after catches, after catches. What is the what is the thing that we've been talking about uh, 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 that Josh Allen has been trying to improve upon his game in the offseason and what they want to do in the within the offense and, and, and with these receivers? It's, been, it's yak. Yards after catch, yards after reception. That, that's what they want. They want yards after the catch. And his athletic profile, according to Ian Cummings, says that, yo, he has the explosiveness to gear up quickly after the catch, which tells me he's a yak guy. You get the ball in his hands in space. He can do, he can do whatever he has to do to get going quickly. He has the explosiveness. He has the agility. He has the, uh, he has the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, acceleration to get going up north and south in a hurry. And that's exactly what we need out of these receivers, man. We need some guys who can get yak. Yeah. Then, so, um, sorry, really. I have yeah, a quick no, no, article ahead. from the Buffalo news about Shakir, just, you know, why we're yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, right. it's just a quick little read. Um, this was from yesterday. He showed good hands, plucking a pass out of the air from Keenum. That was a tad behind him, you know, just showing the ability mm. to grab passes, you know, maybe outside of his frame, a little, you know, inside or whatever. Right. He's showing the ability to adjust to the catch, which is outstanding. Uh, right. Shakir showed a quick burst upfield on a run after the catch on a pass from Barkley late in the practice. So like just right, right. You mentioned the player profile, you know, everything they said about him pre-draft mm-hmm. is showing right now in the Buffalo Bills training camp. Yes. So, you know, these player profiles are not lying. It's all, you know, being showed on the field. And then uh, then Shakir ran a good route down the right sideline, giving himself room to adjust to the outside and hauled in a pass of about 25 yards from Barkley against Elijah Griffin. So as of right now, you know, Shakir isn't going up against the ones completely, but, you know, yeah. he's dominating our depth players. Yeah, and you, but you can, but and that, you can still great. see the, Yeah, and you can, you can yeah. see the skill set there. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of who he's, who he's matched up against, you, you can still see that he has a skill set and it's matching up with the draft profiles um, that, that that came out about him. And, and uh, you know, uh, just to continue on that point, what Ian continued to say was this. He said, yo, chief among Shakir's operational strengths is his work at the catch point. At the catch point. At the catch, Shakir shows off absurd instincts. He can track the ball and make challenging adjustments with little strain, which goes ex- which goes right to your point when you were talking about him him catching a pass um, that that was kind of behind him. Like like he can do it. Like his like you know what I'm saying. So it, like it doesn't have to be perfect on him, right on him. The dude the dude's got skills, man. He's got skills to pay the bills, baby. You know what I'm saying. And that that's that's what we want. And and kudos to Brandon Bean, man, and, and his staff for finding a guy like this, uh, and then having the patience. <laughs> the patience and the stones, right? To, to wait so long when 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 we know after the fact that that so many GMs were like, yo, they were mad at the Bills for getting them and for trading up when they did because you know this guy could have gone earlier in you know than than what he than than, than where he actually did go. But man, he's 
when you look at the wide receiver position, you got you got Diggs, you got Davis, right? You got McKenzie, you got Crowder. You know what I'm saying? A question mark, right? We don't know because he's been injured. But then beyond that, you've got Shakir. I, I think that the Buffalo Bills, man, are in good hands at the wide receiver position, not just this year, but in the future as well. Oh, my gosh. And, yo, off the top, we've, we've got to get into the Super Chat, man. Bills Mafia comes in. Yo, appreciate you, Bills Mafia. And he says, imagine this. Imagine Allen, the Diggs, Davis, OBJ. What do you think? You know, I had, I had thought about it before. Um, and I was like, yo, it's, it's intriguing, right? It, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, just from a talent perspective, we know, we know that OBJ is a very talented, very skilled wide receiver. We understand that. My thing is this, and I'm not even going to go out here and start talking about like character issues or bashing on the scene. You would say, well, you know, he's, he's, you know what I'm saying? You know, a, a lot, not a locker room guy. I don't know, man. You just, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you get in an organization that that's about winning. That, that that could change a whole lot about you about your your perceived attitude issues. You know what I'm saying? We've seen we've seen the likes of guys like that that had that moniker, right? That had that that persona. Randy Moss goes to New England. He's a freaking, you know what I'm saying? He he's he's a he's a model citizen. You know what I'm saying? So it just it just depends. I, I don't think that that if OBJ came to Buffalo, that he would he would be toxic for the locker room. I, I don't think so. There, there's there's too many, too many leaders in the locker room, right? And then if you're smart and you look at this team. And you know this is a Super Bowl caliber team, a legit contender. You know, you ain't gonna mess that up. You know what I'm saying? And so, just from that perspective, I, I think I think he would be, I think he would fit in. My only thing is this: he's been injured, man. He had he had he had a, a very serious injury. And if we were to bring him in, I don't even think he would even play this. I don't know how far out. I, I'm guessing maybe mid season. I don't know. Um, I don't know his 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 projection. But I'm just for me, I like what we have right now. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like Shakir. I like McKenzie. You know what I'm saying? Even Crowder. You know what I'm saying? So 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 it really just depends, man. I mean, that, that's enticing. That really is enticing. But what it's going to do is it's going to push a lot of these younger guys further down the, je- the, 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 the depth chart, man. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I don't know. Evan, what do you, what do you think, man, about, about the, uh, about the I guess, the, the, the possibility of OBJ? You know, the talent, the talent there, Odell Beckham Jr. is one heck of a talented football player. But like yeah. you mentioned, just bringing in a guy that's going to be knocking down our younger players on the depth chart just isn't totally for me. I don't want to see another year right. of Gabe Davis losing touches to go. a veteran receiver like Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, Odell can play everywhere. He can play outside and in the slot. So, mm-hmm. you know, the player there works. But again, he's recovering from an injury. You have little to no idea of when this guy is going to be returning. And yes. let's just say the bills are on a hot streak. You know, let's say we start the year eight. No, we're, we're, we're seven and one. We're Ooh, six and man, two. Come on, baby. We're, we're having, we're having a great year to start the season, right? Odell Beckham returns. You cannot, you have to play Odell Beckham. Like you cannot play a guy. You can't play a guy. That's not that talented. You have to play him. Um, right. So you know, if he's on the field, I don't want him you know, messing up any chemistry issues, even though I feel like he could fit right in, but I don't want mm-hmm. him, you know, knock anything i don't want alan to force feed him balls or anything like that so in my opinion odell beckham jr i would love like i would love to have obj on this team but realistically i just don't think it's a realistic option for the bills plus i like our guys like you mentioned here crowder mckenzie davis Diggs, knox o'howard yeah like there's so many that everyone in the chat is mentioning there's only one ball to go around like uh richard right here he mentions the yeah, that's right. There's only one ball. Only one. So yeah, there's only one. You, you can't 
And OBJ is a guy that's going to command, you know, five to six to seven to eight targets a game right there. He's your second guy. Yeah. I mean, that's it. He's your second guy. Davis is your third receiver. Now we want Davis to jump. We, we don't want Davis going into his fourth year, you know, on a proven year because the first three years we've shut him down with, with uh, veteran receivers. I'm not really for it. I I would love to have him on the team talent wise, one of the best talented receivers of all time, Mm -hmm. but I don't need him. We don't need yeah, him. yeah, and I'm I'm with you, man. Just 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 from just just because of where we are, you know what I'm saying in in, in our in our uh, development, you know, I I just I just I just don't want to see that happen anymore, you know. And, and I think I think this is a time for Gabe, you know. Now now if Ob, if if Odell was willing to take you know, you know, third receiver reps or whatever, if he was, I mean, you know, what I'm saying I don't know, but uh, it just it just doesn't seem feasible to me or realistic, you know. what I'm saying that that's 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 a good. Oh man, I wonder if you know what I'm saying that's like like one of one of those yeah. things. But but when you when you when you come back down to reality, you know what I'm saying you stop drinking the Kool Aid. You know, yeah, you know, it, it's just yeah, this doesn't really really make a whole lot of sense. But you if know this what? This was what, Madden. I'm all for it. If this was Madden, I'm yes, all for it. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But we're not playing Madden. You know what I'm saying? So so no, nah, man. I, I love I love the way our receivers room our receiver room looks um, currently as as it is. Um, but but you know what? Who else? Um, since we're still on the topic of, of of the Bills rookies, man, who ain't playing around. And Evan, I'm gonna kick this off to you, man. Is is uh, our rookie Terrell Bernard, man? Terrell Bernard, man. He 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 just continues to make noise. He continues to to uh, to impress. Um, you know, and at camp, um, you know one th- one thing that was that I found interesting was that I, I heard um, um, defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier talk about this in it when he was uh, um, interviewed. I think it was um, I don't know if it was today or maybe in a couple of days ago, but he was talking about early on in the um they were getting some work, like first and second down work on the defense. And what we saw was a base four three, three linebackers, man. Three linebackers, which included Edmonds, Milano, and Bernard. And that guy, and, and Evan, I know, I know, I know, you've talked a lot about Bernard, man, and, and uh, his potential uh, within his defense, and kind of his, his, his probably even like his his versatility, right, from being maybe like the third linebacker, you know, in the base four three set, but then also can even provide you some versatility in certain uh, uh, um, uh, nickel packages against certain um, matchups, um, uh, you know, that that we'll face. Talk talk to me, man, about 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 what you think about Terrell Bernard and what he's been doing so far in camp. Yeah, I love the way Terrell Bernard has been used and the way he's been playing and showing out in camp thus far. Like like we talked about with Kyrie Elam early, earlier, like he's just there. He he wants to make his presence known. He's showing some of these veterans that he's not here to just mess around. He's here to mm-hmm. play. He's here to be an impactful player early on. Yeah, And, you know, Terrell Bernard was drafted in the third round. So that third round right. pick is nothing to mess around with. It's not yeah. like he was a sixth or seventh round pick. Terrell, Terrell Bernard was drafted in the third round to a team that's competing for a Super Bowl. No doubt. Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier obviously have a plan in mind for a guy like Terrell Bernard. And whether that's, you know, stationing him in and out for maybe Edmonds or Milano here and there, using him on certain defensive packages in a big nickel formation, taking out Taron Johnson. Like yeah. you mentioned, uh, Leslie Frazier talked about in his presser just the other day of, you know, the base 4-3. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got those three linebackers. That's Bernard, Milano, and Edmonds, and then you got right. your, your your flat forward on your defensive line. Uh, that that's gonna be huge. That's gonna be huge against defenses uh, that would want to run the ball because that's defensive versatility. Right. Not only can you stop the run, but you can just now stop the pass because Terrell Bernard 
is a six foot one linebacker that weighs just around 225 pounds. The guy can mm. run like a safety. He can cover. Yes. He's faster than Matt Milano. And Matt Milano has been one of the top coverage linebackers in the league uh, since he's entered. Right. So you got all this going for you. And now you just add another guy. That's just going to be kind of like a Swiss army knife. I I'm just saying this. He could be like the Isaiah McKenzie of the defense. Oh, he's going to be everywhere. He's going to be gonna, everywhere. Everywhere. He's going to be everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that, man. Um, and, and you know what I what I like about him that I've learned is uh that man, he's a leader. He was a leader, he was a captain at Baylor, too. And so the guy, the guy comes in, man, with 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 these leadership qualities, man, which which I mean, you just can't like poo-poo over that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's important, especially in this regime. They they love that. They 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 like the, that that type of character, man. And it, it just means that it means a whole lot. Um, to, to the entire team, right? Um, but this guy, man, he he's he's got it. He's got the skills. Um, he's got the versatility, which is what I love. You put him in that in that in that early down package. You know what I'm saying? When we if we're playing against against run heavy teams, well, you know we used to have um, uh, uh, AJ Klein in that role, but now you get a guy who's way more athletic, way more athletic than AJ Klein, um, who can cover as well. Uh, and so, so you're not gonna have a guy who's who's who, who's a liability in coverage. You know what I'm saying? If if you if you're going up against these run looks and you got play action and you, oh my gosh, you know, and you got a matchup against against a, a, a linebacker who you who you use for you know run stopping downs, but now he's has to, he's having to you know cover a tight end or something like that. You don't have to worry about that because you got a guy like like Bernard who can cover who who's got the speed, man. And so that's that's phenomenal. Uh, and then you know when you look at bigger packages. So I think you had mentioned before, Evan. Uh, maybe it was on a previous show. You had talked about like, like say for instance, if if we need to sub Teron Johnson out at nickel, right? Yeah. For a guy like Terrell Bernard, if we want to go, if we want to stop a guy like Derrick Henry, who we're going to be playing week two, you know what I'm saying? Um, against against some of those those more dominant run first teams offenses, how how much of an impact do you think he can make, or how much better do you think he will make the defense, um, especially the run defense? Um, against those certain looks and packages. Well, uh, the way you see the the Sean McDermott led defense is it likes to bring the safeties down low in the box and play within the box. Mm -hmm. um, but now you add a guy like Terrell Bernard, and not only can you still have guys like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde step into the box and make tackles, but you don't have to really just rely on a smaller nickel corner to make those tougher tackles on a bigger running back. Uh, you're going to have a guy like Terrell Bernard, who is a third legit linebacker in there, but right. still moves like a safety that can still cover um, like a safety and will be out there just, you know, being so much more versatile for the defense. He's just going to make everyone's life around him more easier just because of that versatility and the way he moved around uh, the line of scrimmage and just the defensive formation. Mm -hmm. It's going to be huge. It, like I'm like people might just yeah. be looking at it now. Uh, you look at the draft pick. Oh, we have, we have Edmonds. We have. Alano, why would you draft a linebacker? Well, first of all, he's not Jermaine Edmonds. He's not Jermaine Edmonds' replacement, and right. he's most certainly not Matt Milano's replacement. He's a guy that's going to be a versatile player on this defense. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, if Milano goes down, you have you can insert him. A guy yeah. in Terrell Bernard, he might not be as good, but he's still a valuable player that can still play that position that Matt Moreau, Matt Milano commands. So yeah. overall, like adding Terrell Bernard to this defense is going to be huge. It's going to be something that Bills Man, fans haven't seen in a minute. It is going to be so huge. And, and you know what? I I was listening to I was listening to um 
to Leslie Frazier talk about it. He he was talking about how the defense um, is is different, man. It's like it's it's not like it's like 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 it's been before. Like he was talking about you know guys like like Terrell Bernard, but then he was also talking about the defensive line. You know, what I'm saying the defensive line up front and and how he's like, yo, I've never had a line this versatile um, and this stout before. You know, what I'm saying, and so I, I, I'm coming in with the question like like yo, when you look at the defense, man, we look at the pieces that we added, can the 2021 number one defense get better like is it is it possible for us to get even better than last year yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if the bills defense got statistically overall better Mm -hmm. um it's hard for number one defenses to repeat that same performance that they had the year prior just the way you look at nfl defenses throughout the years but at the same time Sean McDermott-led defenses have normally been amongst the top NFL defenses um, throughout the, you know, the last five or six years. Right. Uh, so, you know, adding guys like Von Miller, uh, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver getting better, mm. Jermaine Edmonds and Matt Milano going into another season, bringing in a guy like Kyer Elam, Dean Jackson having another season under his belt, yeah. uh, Hyde and Poyer, you know, returning, Terrell Bernard, just the amount of playmakers that are on this defense. Like, right. realistically – or even Greg Rousseau, AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, all taking yes, another year all these guys, into yeah. their career. Like, I'm just naming players. And I know on paper, this looks like it could be the number one defense overall in every statistic. And I think it can be. Like, it really mm-hmm. has the potential to be that good of a defense. I think it could be. If not, it's it's a shoe-in to be a top five to top six defense in the NFL this coming season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hand, hands down, man. Hands down. And, and you know where, where I think that – we're going to see the most impact um, on the defense is right up front, man, right up front in the trenches, that defensive line, that defensive line so far on paper and, and we're on really based upon, based upon what we've seen so far in camp, you know, in the off season looks freaking dominant, man, dominant. I mean, they were giving Allen and the offense some fits early on in camp. Um, to where Allen was getting frustrated, like like these dudes, man, well, like are coming after it. Um, Frazier's talked about it. We got like guys like Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, these guys who are big, strong, athletic guys. Um, and what this is gonna do for the run defense? Because we know that was, you know, if 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 we were to critique any any uh, part of the defense last year, which was it's kind of hard to do so, right? When you when you got a number one ranked defense, it would be the run defense. Right, I mean the right and 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 the rush defense. It wasn't all that bad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, like when you when you look at it statistically, the rush defense wasn't all that bad. Um, um, you know when you compare it throughout the rest of the league, um, I think they were what uh, uh like like 15 in rush in rush defense somewhere in that in that range. Um, giving up like uh you know uh, just under 120 yards per game, uh against the run. But we know what what kind of like like amplified it right was when we got got you know just obliterated by the Colts and Jonathan Taylor you know uh, the Patriots running all over us you know what I'm saying when Derrick Henry got you know got loose and so a couple of those games against those types of offenses you know really 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 magnified some of our issues against the run um but when you look at what they've done again uh, you know across the defensive line how Evan how much more um confident are you that the run defense this year is going to be a bit more stout than it was last year. 
Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure according to PFF last year, Greg Rousseau was the fifth greatest, fifth graded best run defender in the NFL as a rookie. He's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, you know, you have guys getting, you know, going into year two and year three, like AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham. They're only going to get better. You bring in a guy like Tim Settle and Daquan Jones, and Daquan yeah. Jones is going to be that, you know, run stopping, big body defensive plugger in you know the middle of the d-line so he'll be a huge acquisition mm -hmm. right there and 716 yep. tr truth yeah, uh, mentions that right as it, well right yep. uh you know tim settle is going to be huge at oliver uh improving going into year four is going to be huge there's been multiple reports throughout camp that at oliver had one play in particular that was outstanding uh mm -hmm. james cook it was either james cook or devin singletary was on a stretch play and at oliver just bursted through the d-line and just was par for par yeah. step for yeah. step on on the back so and you know, know what that's, and i don't want to interrupt you man but i'm, I'm glad yeah. you brought up ed oliver man because dude i think ed oliver is gonna freaking having a monstrous year this year dude i i think oh my gosh i'm, I'm excited about ed oliver man I, I think he's i think he's gonna get double digit sacks man from the interior position i think that because because of the the because of the presence of daquan jones next to him like he's gonna have a a, a freaking dog of a one tech next to him you know what I'm saying? He didn't really have that in star. And then, you know what I'm saying? As good as, as much as we like Harrison Phillips, you know what I'm saying? And, and as good as he kind of came on, you know, around, around the, the tail end of the year last year, Daquan Jones, man, is better than them dudes, man. And he's a bigger guy. He's athletic. And then also Tim Settle. So, like, I think that just having those guys right there next to him, plus Von Miller, plus Groot, is going to leave him one-on-one -on -one with a lot of guards who don't want to see him and my man ed oliver the brahma bull himself is gonna have a ridiculous season yeah and you know sticking with the run defense another player that i forgot to mention who might not even you know be on a lot of bills fans minds right now is shaq lawson i'm glad like, you brought him Sha up man yeah yeah i know like like shaq lawson isn't the prettiest player he's not the flashiest player he's not he never has been. the sexiest player right he yeah. never has been but while he was here in buffalo the number one thing he did well and did it very well Mm -hmm. was stopping the run like mm -hmm. that was his that was his uh demeanor here he's stopping the run was something that he did very well game in and game out mm -hmm. he never was you know the the biggest sack guy he never led the team in sacks he never led the league in sacks right. right but he was one of the best graded run defenders in the nfl and also you know a guy uh in jordan phillips he's going to be a big body oh in gosh, the middle who always has energy to burst through the d-line or yeah. the o-line so that's that's going to be huge as well just the amount of players that Brandon Bean has brought in or brought back is huge for this D-line. Like you mentioned, uh, in, in the one presser that Frazier had, he never had mm -hmm. this much defensive line uh, versatility. Like never. I think we have, I, yeah, I think we have some like some great players. Tim Settle, mm -hmm. who could be a who could be a diamond I in the rough. Love Tim Settle, man. He was, he was buried. Uh, he was buried in yeah. that defensive line, but with that was full of first round draft picks. So like it was it was hard for him to really to really get on the field. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But but dude, you know what I'm saying? He he started any defensive line across the league. Like that guy is he is very good. Very good up front, man. Um, and you know what? Somebody had made mention of this earlier, and, and I can't find the comment. Um, but they were talking about I, I don't know if it was Scott earlier on. Um, but but and then you had brought it up too, I, I think, Evan, about um not having to to bring the safeties down in the box yeah. so often you know what i'm saying because uh, fraser had said that this is this is what he said in, in his in his presser um fraser said this he says you need to be able to mix in a little bit more split safety than single high 
and that means being stout against the run. And he was talking about that in the context of, of his defensive line, right, and being as, as versatile as, as they are now and as stout as they are um, now against the run with, with guys like Tim, like Tim Settle and Daquan Jones, even bringing back Jordan Phillips, and then looking across the board. Like having guys like that who are that stout against the run means that they can no longer – that they don't have to bring – Jordan Poirier in the box. They don't have to bring Micah Hyde in the box no more as as often unless they just want to do it, you know what I'm saying, for some blitz packages or whatever. But but when you got guys who are stout like that across the board, and we know how much Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott want to just rush for and drop the rest back in coverage. So if you got a, a defensive line like that, that is stout against the run because that's where it starts, and you can go back and you've got – you know, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier just kind of in the back, man, with, with split safety looks, just just, just roaming the field. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, like good luck. <laughs> good it's going to be scary. Mo- it's going to be scary. Yeah, good, good luck moving the ball against a defense like that, man. And we, we haven't even talked about the linebackers. That That's just the defensive line and the, and the back end. Like, the ripple effect is going to be huge across the D-line. And I think it was Scott who even mentioned it earlier – um, I'm trying to find it, man. If you can find it, uh, uh, Evan, go ahead and, and pull it up for me. But he had talked about earlier about, about interceptions, about interceptions, about how the defensive line, the improvements across the defensive line is going to mean interceptions for my guys in the back end. And, and, and man, look, look that, 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 is, that is so true because we know that, that these positions, man, that they, 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 they work hand in hand together, man. The front works in with the back end, the back end work, works with the front. You know what I'm saying? When you when you when you have when you have lockdown secondary, you know what I'm saying? That that means that means that that quarterbacks are not going to have the time in the pocket, right? So 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 you so but if you have a, a stout defensive line, who are you going to throw it to? You you got a stout defensive line, man, coming after the, and, and Josh Allen and they they saw it earlier in, in camp. I think it was like day two or something like that. We're talking about like Josh Allen was getting frustrated to the point to where he had to walk off and, and cool off because defensive like because these guys were tipping balls at the line of scrimmage man they were they were coming after it and granted pads are not on right and the old line you know what i'm saying can't can't really get as physical as they would like you know what i'm saying but but the fact of the matter is that these these guys across the defensive line are dogs man these guys are dogs and yes yeah, scott blakely appreciate that yeah scott yeah yeah with our new d-line i smell record interceptions that is not even that that is no no exaggeration like that can be very possible if the defensive line can remain healthy, knock on wood, and be as stout across the front as we think they are, just against the run. And then you've got Von Miller coming in, blazing off the edge. You got you've got Groot. You even got AJ Epinesa, man, who who's who's I think we we heard like that, like there's an AJ Epinesa sighting. I don't know how long we've been waiting for that to happen, but even he's starting to make some splashes, you know, in camp. So yo. Know, if you cannot tell, I am incredibly excited about the potential of this defense, man, and 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 just the improvements that we've made and what it's going to do for the defense as a whole. And like you had mentioned, Evan, though we may not, you know, be the number one defense again, which is fine. I mean, I don't care. Top five defense in the it's all good, especially if if we're more balanced defense across the line, right? We know the strength last year was was in the back end, the secondary. If our strength now be, be you can add to the strength, the defensive line, pass rush too, and run stopping. Good luck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good freaking luck. The defensive line is going to be dominant, man, and this and, and, and there's going to be so much that's going to happen across the board, man. I, I can't I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Is anybody else um, out there, man, waiting for it? Golly. 
Yeah, no, like I, I literally cannot wait. Uh, so August fifth, uh, they're returning back to Orchard Park to have the red versus blue scrimmage. I can, I literally cannot yes. wait for uh for that to happen because you know this is when these guys are gonna you know show out a little bit. Obviously, they're not gonna be going. 110 miles an hour like they would in an actual game because it's a scrimmage in, in a yeah. training camp but these guys are going to be going you're going to be seeing you know the d-line getting going the offensive line playing and you know hopefully by then maybe roger Stoffel's back um you know hopefully spencer brown's back some other guys are back yeah. and then you know you'll see the the true o-line versus the true d-line and that will be a sight to see that's honestly probably the one thing i'm going to be looking at while going to these training camps is how the O-line and D-line are combating one another. Because again, Sean McDermott always states it. Everyone states it. It always right. starts in the trenches, whether that's offensively or defensively, it always starts in the trenches and that's how everything gets going uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So that's going to be like the most key factor I'm going to be looking at mm -hmm. uh, for training camp. No, no doubt. And we've got it. We've got we got a certified troll up in the house, man, a certified troll. Normally I don't give you guys, I don't give you guys any, you know what I'm saying? Any, any light, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to entertain you today. 13 seconds. Oh, wow, wow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's old, bro. You know what I'm saying? Chiefs Keenum. Hey, hey. Circle October 16th. I hope you're ready for it. I hope you're ready for it. Because I'm telling you right now. Let me tell you right now, baby. Clear my throat. Let me tell you right now. Y'all ain't going to be the same without Tyreek Hill. Okay? Tyreek Hill covered a multitude of sins. Right? In KC. You know what I'm saying? You're going to find out real quickly that Juju Smith ain't Tyreek Hill. MVS ain't Tyreek Hill. Sky Moore Ain't Tyreek Hill. I don't care who you throw up, up, up there. I don't care what kind of Kool-Aid you drinking out there in Chiefs Keenan. I don't care how much barbecue. Y'all must be drunk and all that stuff. Look, Tyreek Hill was everything for you. Everything for you. And you're going to find out real quickly how much you miss him. And especially come October 16th. Get ready for it, baby. Get ready for it. And I can't wait for it, man. But that's, 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 that's all the light you're going to get, Okay. You trolling her over here and be and Bill's mind. I'm glad you I'm glad you, you thanks for the view. Appreciate the view though. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate the view. But uh, <laughs> and Earl talks about KC. KC won't make the playoffs. Not, KC won't uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, if yeah, KC yeah, doesn't yeah. make the playoffs, I will that would be a strip. Laugh. Against against that division. Good luck. Get, yeah, good luck. Good luck, OT Spears, whatever your name is. Good luck getting getting out of your own division. Okay. Good luck with that, baby. And we'll see. We'll see you come October 16th. But man, yo, yo, hey, we we are, you know, just under an hour into the show, Evan. And and man, yo, time is fine. It doesn't even feel like we've been on that long, man. But do me this favor, Dills Mafia, and all you fanatics, you crazy fanatics who can't wait to see Buffalo Bills football. Do me this favor. Smash that like button right now like you've never smashed it before. I don't care if you break your keys off the keyboard or your mouse, do whatever you got to do, but smash that like button. Let everybody know what's popping, man. we got 173 up in this building watching us. Appreciate you so much, man. All of you guys who are watching on YouTube, all of you guys who are watching on, on Facebook, all of that, appreciate you so very, very much. But, yo... <laughs> Man, we we got to we got to keep it moving, Evan. We we got to keep it moving, man. I, I can talk about the defense and, and just how incredible they're going to be this year, um, but we have to move on um, to to the offense, man. We 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 got to we got to move on to the offense, um, and we know earlier in camp, right? Er, earlier in camp, um, they they had some issues, man. They, they were there were some there were some struggles. Um, I think it was day two, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, man. Uh, 
some growing pains, man, uh, in the offense. And Allen, like I had mentioned earlier, man, Allen was getting frustrated. And I think a lot of it could possibly be due, due to the fact of that the old, the old, the old line, right? It's, there's no pads, right? You know what I'm saying? There's no pads. And so when you get these guys just coming off the board, you know, I mean, just flying off the line, uh, the, talking about the defense, you know what I'm saying? It's going, it's, 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 it ain't really, you know what I'm saying, as, as, as fair. It's not really comparing apples to apples. But, but no, nevertheless, they had some early growing pains. Uh, Against against the defense, and that that's to be expected when you have a brand new OC and Ken Dorsey, and they're still working out the kinks, they're working out communications, right? Uh, we saw we saw uh, uh, clips of, of Josh Allen, uh, even like talking with Diggs, and you know, even almost kind of like like running a, a route, you know, with Diggs, kind of letting him know, I guess, assuming you know uh, what he was wanting to see and certain things. So so this is what this you want to see that kind of communication. You know what I'm saying, and 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 as 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 great of a rapport as Diggs and and, and Allen have, right? You you can't you can't just just take it for granted, right? And think that okay, well, the next year is just going to be the same. I mean, you gotta have to you gotta continue to work on that. And they've been working on it since camp started. And even though they had some early growing pains, Evan, I think Josh got his groove back, man. I think Josh and the offense got their groove back because they have been by all by, by all accounts, man, and by all reports that we've been hearing, the offense has been lighten things up man and 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 day three and day four in camp yeah no for sure i'm pretty sure it's either day three or day day four but it could be day three uh but you know when alan was working on 11 on 11 drills within the red zone mm -hmm. he was 13 to 15 and seven of those passes were completed for touchdowns they went to the likes of <laughs> stefan diggs isaiah mckenzie gabe davis dawson knox etc getting all of our guys you know the ball, yes. not just going to Diggs, not just going to Davis, not just going to the two top guys. He was getting everybody involved, and that's right. that's that's phenomenal. Going up right. against the number one defense in the NFL, and I get it, pads aren't yet. Everyone's just kind of getting back into the groove and the swing of things. But for Allen to have thirteen completions and over half of those being touchdowns, yeah, that is absolutely outstanding. And yes. Allen has been one of the best red zone quarterbacks, if not the best red zone quarterback in the NFL. Over the past, you know, three to four years, with his rushing ability and his right. passing ability, so just just kind of picking up where he left off is all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And he just basically showed the defense, like, hey, you got the first two days on me. You know, I came back a little rusty. I wasn't myself. You yeah. know, we're getting back into the swing of things. Got the new OC, got some new targets to play with. But when I get on, you know, locks with those targets, when I get connected and I feel comfortable with those targets. Yeah, guess what? You're going to be the number one defense in the league, but not against me on the practice field because oh, Josh Allen's going to carve him up. Josh Allen's going to carve him up, just carve like any up, defense. Th that's what he does, dude. That that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? Like like sometimes you know he may have a slow start, or whatever. But when he, once he figures it out, it's a freaking wrap. Like like Josh Allen, Bills Mafia, enjoy this dude is freaking elite, one of the best in the league right now. He's gonna. Ha oh my gosh, man! <laughs> like like he has so many. <laughs> I he has he has so many weapons, man. He has so many weapons, and I want to show you this because this is what happened. This this is the stuff that we can that we can expect to see happening this year for the Buffalo Bills offense, man. The, the, Josh and the offense are going to, and if they can hit the ground running, unlike last year where they kind of had a little lull, if they can hit the ground running early and start on fire, and just continue that 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 upward trajectory throughout the season, lights out game over kind of like what happened right here and i want to show you this because yo 
my man Josh was doing them dirty. And you know who else was doing them dirty? A little dirty was doing them dirty today. Uh, uh, he was doing dirty. Check, check, check this out, man. I, I, want, I want you guys to see this. Just a little snippet of what was going on, man, when Josh got cooking. Check this out. Ooh. Get it dirty. Yo, did you let me let me let me let me turn that thing back again. Look at look at look at little dirty man. Look now now we we've been so used to little dirty, right? Being that that gadget guy in the rounds and stuff like that. But now we get to see him running some different kind of rounds. Look at what he did, man. Just 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 watch him. Let's, oh my gosh, this guy is gonna be freaking ridiculous. Check it out. You Oh, one more time. Oh, there it is. Back it up. Back it up. Yep. Oh. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see who that was? Check it out. One more time. Whoop. We see that number seven. That's on Teron Johnson. That's on Teron Johnson. One of the best nickel corners in the league. And you've got my man a little dirty right now who's finally, in his, like for the first time in his career, getting some, some, some very uh, respectable uh, 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 touches and, and targets and 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 it's just he's he's just he's just having the opportunities that he's never had before and he's putting my man Teron Johnson in the spin cycle right here. Yep, look at that, dude. Teron is not even in the he's not even in the, in the frame, not in the frame. That's gonna be, that's gonna be, that's gonna be so good, man. Like how excited, how excited are you? to see that happening man on a sunday to sunday uh tell you what you look look <laughs> look i i ain't even gonna entertain that man look come on man like you know what i'm saying like like when you're good you're good it doesn't make it's good it's good against good some guys are gonna win other guys are gonna win that's how it is in camp that's how it is in camp but uh but my man my man digs at me i mean not digs i was calling digs running routes like digs my man a little yeah, dirty right. man he did, he did Teron Johnson dirty right there, man. And Teron Johnson is a very good corner. But this is this is some of the things that we can expect to see, uh, Evan, out of the offense, man. Yeah, no, for sure. When you got a guy like Isaiah McKenzie taking another leap uh, in this offense, that's going to be huge. Because, you know, last year Isaiah McKenzie kind of found himself as more of a refounded slot receiver than an overall gadget player. You know, there yeah, were still implemented right. times where he was doing those end arounds and those jet sweeps and all the motions, you know, and whatever. Yeah. But like we mentioned, we when, when we think of Isaiah McKenzie, we always turn back to that New England Patriots game. Uh, you know, when the Bills, when the Bills, when he had that huge game, it was like 12 receptions, 100 yards and a touchdown. Everyone keeps mentioning that game, and rightfully so. You know, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it straightforward. I was a guy who had my opinions on Isaiah McKenzie. I didn't think he was gonna be that guy to take the next step to be the starting slot receiver of the Buffalo Bills. I'm just gonna be honest. I didn't think he was gonna be that guy. I thought he's been in this offense for too long. I thought he's been in the league for too long, and just to kind of right. give him that starting slot role just wasn't in the best of the so Bills' either, favors, for my opinion. Yeah. So, and I thought I thought Jamison Crowder was gonna be that guy. But now when I'm looking at it, when I'm seeing these videos of Isaiah McKenzie, when training camp clips and news and notes, everything about Isaiah McKenzie has been coming out, Isaiah McKenzie could easily be the starting slot for the Buffalo Bills. And oh, yeah. by, by, week, by week one, he could be the starting slot inside yeah. next next to Diggs and you know Davis outside. I, w I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we gave him a two-year extension for a reason. 
Bean, McDermott, and Dorsey obviously all trust him. Allen obviously trusts him. Everyone yeah. in the receiving room loves the guy. He's going right. to be an impactful player. Uh, I f- I forgot which one of it was. It might have been one of the BF guys, but they tweeted like, I wouldn't be surprised if McKenzie had 40-plus receptions this year. Like wow. it's it's easily that it yeah. could happen. I mean, when you yeah. when you look at the, the Buffalo Bills slot uh, receivers over the years, like Cole Beasley is easily a guy that's going to command sixty five plus receptions. Yeah, I don't think McKenzie's on Cole Beasley's level, but you know he he can give you a little more than Beasley could here. Uh, you know he's he's a little more versatile. He's got the downfield speed and that yeah. ability to do different things in his offense. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fifty plus receptions if he has a refined role in his oh, offense. Dude. I mean, because when you think about what you think about Beasley's reception, Beasley had 80, 80 receptions out of the slot. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. like it's if if Allen is trusting, if Allen is trusting McKenzie like this, underneath you got you got you got Diggs taking coverage away, right? And then you, and then you've got Davis on the outside who is doing his thing. You got and then you got a guy as as quick and fast as McKenzie underneath that under I don't know who's going to be able to I mean I don't know who's going to be able to be able to defend that I mean that guy's he's fast like like McKenzie's not he's no joke he's like he's like wet soap you know what I'm saying like the dude is the dude is he's, he's slick man uh, um, and I'm I'm glad that he's finally getting his opportunity you know what I'm saying to, to prove what he can do and and I'm with you man I I didn't I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure of the role that he was going to have coming into this year. I wasn't sure about that, man, because like you had mentioned, he's a, he's an aging guy, right? But but man, I'm so glad that I am not the GM of this team. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm not the GM of this team because these guys know what they're doing. Uh, Sean McDermott and the coaching staff know exactly what they're doing. They seen what they they, they seen this potential out of, out of out of McKenzie. All they were waiting on was was just was this chance, right? And 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 time. And now Dill Dirty has his time. He now now he has his chance. And by all accounts, he's 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 doing his thing and he's showing up in camp. And even you know possibly taking the role from from a guy like Jameson Crowder, who is who was who has more uh, a more experience, starting experience at the slot position, um, due to just 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 being injured, man. And then on top of that, you got a guy like Khalil Shakir, the rookie, you know, who has that inside outside versatility as well. So we're I mean we're we're looking we're looking very good, very good. Um, at the wide receiver position. What, what is John saying, man? Evan, go ahead and read that. Uh, he goes, he has Roscoe Parrish, but stays healthy. <laughs> oh, man, don't remind me of Roscoe Parrish, man. Don't remind me of Roscoe. Yeah, I, Rosco- I was a little too young for those days. Yeah, man, Roscoe was a small dude, dude. He was he was probably a buck 70, soaking wet. Um, but he just he was just glass. He just could not he could not stay healthy for anything, man. But the guy was fast. He, he, he was fast and he, he was a burner, no, no doubt about it. But I, I think I think McKenzie, man, is, is way more skilled than Roscoe Parrish, uh, way more skilled than him. Um, and so when you when you look at when you look at McKenzie, man, in the offense, uh, golly, man, sky's the limit, dude. Sky is the limit. You know, Dilly, <laughs> pull that up. Dilly, Dilly Dale comes in, man, talking about yo, Duke Johnson, uh, Duke Johnson getting cut, fam. That's a possibility. I hadn't even, you know, I wasn't even, you know, going to going to touch on the on the running backs. But man, could I mean, is that, how possible is that? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Right. I mean, dude, I mean, freaking dude. Yeah, I think it's a possibility because when you look at it, you you already have first of all, you drafted a guy uh, with a similar skill set. You know what I'm saying? In in James Cook. Now we know what Brandon Bean does. This is what he does in the offseason before the draft starts. He looks at the weaknesses of his team. 
He tries to fill as many of those holes as possible in free agency. So that way, when he goes into the draft, he's not he's not having to to be desperate. He doesn't have to be desperate, right? To to, to select some guys. So that's so so when he so when he went after the JD McKissick and 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 that fell through, and then he brings in Duke Johnson. That wasn't the end of it. That was him filling a hole. But we knew that he was going to target somebody in the draft, and he targeted him early in James Cook. So now you've got James Cook and Duke Johnson. Okay, similar skill sets, right? Similar similar skill sets, but man, James Cook is lighting it up in Kent. He's lighting up. You, I mean, you've got when you got guys like like Josh Allen talking about gloating about how how good he is and, and what he's done, and, and Stephon Diggs talking about him too. Like like that 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 uh. You, that can't be understated, right? When when vets, elite guys can look at this guy, a rookie, and be like, "Yo, he's yo, he's doing his thing." And then when Josh Allen just jokingly, you know, t- calls him Jimbo, you know, what I'm saying like, like get, get like gave him a nickname, you, you know, you know, you got to be doing pretty well, man. When when you, when you, when your vets are, are 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 creating nicknames, man, and talking about you, man, and the way that these guys are talking about James Cook, um, it's it's very possible that that Duke Johnson could be cut uh, because. Just, just let's just talk about it, uh, uh, Evan. When you when you look at 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 the the running back room, right? We've got Motor Singletary, we got James Cook, we got Zach Moss, we got Duke Johnson. Just those four. I'm not even going to include Tyron Jones because we know he's a special yeah. teams guy. Okay. Um, looking past this year, I don't see how we keep Duke Johnson and James Cook, similar guys, on the roster. Just, just past this year, not, not, not even including this year alone. But just, and if you're not going to keep Duke Johnson, you know, past this year, then, then why even keep him this year when you have a guy like James Cook who's already, you know, doing the same thing? And then you look at Motor in this contract year, and you have got Zach Moss who, who you know, you can hold on, you know, to for at least another year, you know, until you find, a, a, you know, another replacement if you if you want to keep that 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 running back by committee type of thing going. I, I don't know, I don't know how Duke Johnson is going to make is going to make the roster, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's possible. What do you think, Ed? Yeah, so I'm going to start with a running back that people, you know, kind of have just faded over, and that is Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, people might not like Zach Moss. People might still have their optimistic viewpoints on Zach Moss. I'm a guy that is still a little more higher on Moss than some people. I think he dealt with an injury last year, and McDermott and Brandon Bean touched on that a lot, that it affected his cutting ability, uh, cutting upfield and cutting through those lanes. Right. And you're hearing a lot of reports that as of right now, Zach Moss looks rejuvenated. Mm. He looks like a different back. He looks a lot better than he did last year in camp and, you know, just last year overall. So wow. Zach Moss is a player that's, you know, stepping up big time and he wants to make this roster. He knows mm-hmm. he's on the brink of not making this roster if he has a bad camp. Yeah. Then you go over to Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is kind of in that middle of a Duke Johnson running back and a James Cook running back. He's kind of like that that back where he's not too similar similar to, to Johnson, but he's not too similar to Cook. He's just a good overall running back. You're keep, you're keeping Singletary. He had, mm-hmm. he had a you know yeah, a yeah, pretty definitely. good year last year, and then James Cook. You know you invest that second round pick in on him, and he's a phenomenal receiver. He can play in the slot. You know he can you know line him up next to Allen to play the positional running back spot. He does it all. But then you over you look over to a guy like Duke Johnson. Why, why do you need Duke Johnson? I just I just named. We just, you know, said what Devin Singletary and uh, James Cook do. That's literally what 
uh, Duke Johnson will do for you. And why mm -hmm. do you want to keep a roster spot open for a guy like Duke Johnson when you can just keep three running backs, right. Zach Moss, James Cook, and Devin Singletary? And all three of them, though, when you look at it, Motor Singletary, James Cook, and Zach Moss all provide something different. Like yes. so, so you got Motor, you know, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a cut. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He, he'll make you miss in a phone booth type of thing. Right. And, but he's, but you know, you give him carries. I mean, the guy, the guy can produce, right. He's not, we know he doesn't have a long speed, but we know the guy can make people miss, right. The first defender is not going to tackle him. Yeah. And then he's gotten stronger too. So, and even there are some points in, in the year last year where I thought, man, motor is probably like a more power, more power back showing, showing to be more, more of a power back than Zach Moss was, but you know, and that's a good point that you brought up about Zach Moss and his injury. So then, so then now you now you shift over and you look at James Cook. And you know that he's a he's more of your your receiving back, possibly even even your your third down back, right out of the backfield, more like a like possibly like a James White was to the Patriots with with Tom Brady, right coming out of the backfield, a guy that you can not only trust out of the backfield, but that you can line up in the slot, maybe even line up out wide. You can do those kind of things, right? Give give him receiver routes, put him in the slot, double slots, whatever. I mean, the sky's the limit with the guy because he's a great receiving back. But then you got you got a guy like Zach Moss who's healthy now and coming back now. We got, got hopefully got, got a little more swag to it. You know what I'm saying? It's feeling this thing this year and can provide that power run element that we needed last year that we didn't get uh, like we expected, uh, which made us rely on Josh Allen too much. And so if we can get a guy like Zach Moss to be that power guy, the closer, right, in the fourth quarter when you got four minutes, you know, left in the clock and you want somebody just, just to close a game out, you got a lead, right, and you want to hold on to that lead and just close a game out with the power back or even in goal line situations, you got Zach Moss. If he can do that this year, that's going to be tremendous for the running back room. So you've got three different guys who all provide different skill sets. The only odd man out is, is Duke Johnson, who's similar to James Cook. You know what I'm saying? Now, so so if, if James Cook can beat out Duke Johnson, I don't see why they would even 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 keep him on the roster, man. Uh, Scott Blakely, you, you said, you know, I, I don't think they thought Cook would be available in the draft. That's why they picked up Johnson. That's a possibility as well. I mean, you, you just never know in the draft, right? You just you just never know. Um, so, and that goes back to my point from earlier is that that Brandon Bean, he looks, to, that's why he looks to fill as many needs as possible in free agency, right? Because he doesn't want to go on the draft saying like, you know, dang, I, you know, I, I need a, oh man, I need a running back. I wasn't able to get one free agency, but man, I'm gonna have to reach possibly. You, you no, know, no. So even if he wasn't able to get James Cook, at least he had Motor Moss and Duke Johnson, right? You see what I'm saying? And so, James Cook being available was just icing on the cake and he went after it and got him. So I, I, you know, you know, I think, I think, I think, I think it's, 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 it's James Cook's job to lose, man. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't see, I don't see where Duke Johnson is going to make the roster as long as, as long as Duke, I mean, as long as Duke, as long as James keeps on doing what he's doing. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see it at all. And, and yeah, put that, put that, put that, that comment back up. Yeah. There you go. 716 Truth is speaking the truth, man. Don't leave the chat without hitting that like button. And don't just hit it. Smash that thing. Smash the like button. We've got 150 plus in this thing right now. I appreciate you guys so very much for tuning in to another edition, another episode of Rated Rev. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. It's your boy Rev. Joined by my man, Ev Harrington. Yo, Ev. Man. I want to I want to talk about the offensive line, man. Before before we uh, uh, get ready to wrap it up, man, the offensive line um, uh, and camp, man, it's it's for me. I, I've got I've got a lot of high hopes for the O line, right? I had high hopes coming in, right? Uh, we we we've got you know uh, a very good uh, uh, 
um, tackling Deion Dawkins, man, right? We brought uh, Ryan Bates back, or Rick Bates. We've got Mitch Morse, one of the best centers who's underrated. Like, we don't really talk about him a whole lot across the offensive line. We've got a, a, a budding superstar potentially in Spencer Brown. And then we and then we brought in one of the best run-blocking offensive guards in the National Football League, according to Taylor Lewan, his former teammate in Roger Saffold. And so when you just look at that across across the board on paper, man, you know, it, it looks it looks very, very promising. Um, but as we know what happened, injuries. All right, so so now we got we had injury to Roger Saffold, right? Who's going to be out? And so that's paved the way for for the depth guys, man. Um, and so we've got early injuries are kind of reminiscent to last year, in my opinion. Um, and so my question, man, that I want to pose to you, Evan, and to the chat, man, is this like like we have a new, like what's up with this O line continuity issues, man? Like, are we already having these issues already? Like like you know what I'm saying? Like when you when you don't have your starting or your penciled in starters in camp, you know what I'm saying? Because guys are injured. Like, how important is continuity to the offensive line? And how important is it going to be to this O-line again this year? Yeah, you know, continuity is huge. Uh, just a little bit, a few years ago, actually, the Bills came into, I'm trying to remember if it was the 2019 to 2020 season or the 2020 to the 2021 season, but the Bills came back with the same offensive line grouping from the year prior. Yeah. And, you know, that was something huge that Sean McDermott noted was that continuity is huge because you don't mm -hmm. need to go over those reps as much as you need to. You can kind of just almost plug and play your guys. You can just throw them out on the field and they have that continuity with each other. They know how each other, they know how to play off each other. So that's something that's huge, mm -hmm. but I get it. Continuity is great. It would be awesome if all these guys played together uh, consistently, yeah. but at the same time, when you name the offensive line, uh, and throw it all on paper, and you can just imagine on the field, Dawkins at the left tackle, Bates mm -hmm. at left guard, more center, Roger Saffold, right guard, Spencer Brown, right tackle. I mean, that's a pretty solid offensive line Very overall. Yeah. You got your yeah, you got Deion Dawkins, who's a Pro Bowl left tackle, Mitch Morse, one of the best centers in the game, Ryan Bates, who you called Spencer Brown a rising star. I think Rick Bates could be a diamond right. in the rough, yes. who could be a great Absolutely. offensive guard for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, people. Bills fans always go. The biggest knock on Brandon Bean was letting go of um, Wyatt, Wyatt Teller. Teller. Mm -hmm. I get that. Wyatt Teller is phenomenal, but he still might have a chance to repeat himself and correct it with Ryan yeah. Bates. Yeah. Might not be as good as Wyatt Teller, but can still be um, a very good starting guard in this league. And then Roger Saffold. You mentioned how Taylor Luan um, said he was the best, one of the best run blocking guards in football. I think that's correct. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's correct. Roger Saffold is up and down one of the best run blocking offensive guards in the league. And then you got Spencer Brown. You know, right yeah. now he is a little banged up, had an off-season uh -huh. surgery. Right. But right. you know, when this guy comes back, he's gonna come back with a vengeance. He's hungry. I had the chance to interview Spencer Brown earlier mm -hmm. this uh, yeah, off did. season. Uh -huh. I mean, he's ready. Like I had some, you know, private chats with him that were not in the interview. But you know, he was saying, like, man, I'm I'm just ready to get back. I've been grinding all season long i've been you know practicing so many things within my game that i thought were yeah. rough for me last year the guy's ready he's, yeah, he's yeah, ready definitely. to take that next step and be that you know elite formidable tackle opposite side of deon dawkins mm -hmm. protecting the 
the right side of uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, the old the old line, man. Uh, just on paper, when you look at the starters, right? Um, especially you know once we get Roger Saffold back healthy, you know, and, and hopefully you know um, the injury bug doesn't hit him, man, because we know he's he's had his bout with injuries. Um, but but assuming all things you know are equal, right? And everybody's healthy, that offensive line is going to be very good. But it but you know right now in camp is is where they need to get that continuity, you know. Uh, uh, figured out, man, because we know they had a slow start last year, man. I mean, I mean, and many guys had had bouts with COVID, and so it it just and that 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 I think that is what hurt the offense last year early on when we had these losses against like the Jags and just just these awful losses and these lulls throughout the season where we should have been beating these 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 teams. It was because of the offensive line, and then it also played a role. It, it kind of had a ripple effect on the running game. You know what I'm saying? And so. I think it's so incredibly important for us to make sure that the off the offensive line is stable as soon as possible. You know, ideally right now, while we are still in camp, get that five solidified now and get them because I mean, you bring in, I mean, because I mean, yeah, we get, we, yeah, we have Deion Dawkins coming back. Yeah. We've got Bates coming back and Morrison and, and then Brown coming back, right. Brown coming back in year two, but we, we, we got Roger Saffold who's new to the old line. So he has to learn, right. He has to learn, uh, the, uh, you know, how, how these guys play, you know what I'm saying? And he has to learn, you know, the cues from Mitch Morris. He has to learn what it's like to be, you know, uh, beside Deion Dawkins. So there, there's a whole lot that that's involved in it. And Ken Dorsey even, even mentioned it. He said this uh, um, in, in his, in his press conference. And I, and I quote, he said, I think the biggest thing for us is trying to get those five guys together to create continuity as quickly as possible. We, we, we it's it's so important. It's so important. It's it's good to know right now that we've got depth, right? I mean, we've got guys like 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 who are who are stepping up, uh, Questenberry, right? Who's coming in uh, from Tennessee? Um, who who else? Who who's bringing that that dog mentality, right? Along with Roger Saffold, right? We know how how that 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 team uh, plays, right? Um, and then we've got guys uh, who are also stepping. You got up like world. like Greg Van Rotten. You got um, yes, yes. You I got Mance. You got Mance. Tommy Doyle. Stepping in at right tackle. Yeah. Um, you got some players on this offensive line, you know, depth wise. I know mm -hmm. people hate it. Cody Ford's stepping yeah. in as a as a, as a depth player. Whether or not people right. like it, he's depth. He might not be that bad uh, of a depth player as people might right. think. He's just not a quality starter. Yeah. Um, you know, but the Bills, you know, have uh uh Luke Canada, uh, our draft pick. Yeah, uh, from this past from this past uh -huh. year, um, fifth round pick, fifth, yeah, and, sixth, and, seventh and, round and, pick, and then we still and then we still have we still have Ike Barker who who's on the pup list right now. Yeah. So you know I'm saying so yeah. so like we we have guys, man. So it's it's good to know that we've got quality depth. Okay, it's just right now it's just, it, it, it's all about making sure that the, the starting five gets 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 stable, man. We got we got to get Saffold back, and this is this is of course assuming that Saffold is, is you know what I'm saying. Uh, when he comes back, Kelpie is going to be able to to beat out the likes of of of, of Questenberry and, uh, and all those other guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, but 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 uh, you know, if we were to assume they did, yeah, I mean, he's he's a starting guy, so we got to get him in, plugged in as oh. soon as possible. You know, uh, plus Jordan Simmons, who we just uh, signed. Who to, we just signed? We, yeah, we just signed to the yeah to the 90 man roster yeah. or the training camp roster. He's played. I remember I read the, the article that Sal Capaccio wrote out about him, but. He played up about nine games, nine or ten games in the NFL too. So to have that guy um, mm -hmm. too, and then uh, Capra too. You know, uh, Jason Taylor mentions uh, Capra on the chat. Yeah. So you know, we uh -huh. have some guys. You know, especially in the interior ranks that are good. Uh, right. You know, Greg Mance, Greg Van Rotten, Capra, 
um, David Questenberry, Ike Butker, Cody Ford. Mm-hmm. Like these are players, Jordan Simmons. Like these are all, all guys who play in the interior, and that's yeah. huge. It, it, yeah, it's gonna be huge. It's, it's gonna be huge. And then you know, uh, another another impact. I guess you can you can you can say it across the offensive line is Aaron Cromer, man. Like Aaron Cromer is already making an impact. You know what I'm saying uh, on the offensive line. I remember Deion Dawkins was was just was talking about about um about you know just just how technical how technical Aaron Cromer is, man, and how specific he is, and how and what he wants. Did you guys see that that uh somebody? I, th- I don't know if it was the Bills, or the, the 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 Buffalo Bills uh uh Twitter team uh the, the, who put out that that clip of the old line. I think it was like I don't know if it was um. Bates and Brown together, just like how they were stepping together. Um, dang, I wish I, I wish I remembered where that was from. I don't know if you had seen it before, Evan, or not, but man, like, like, like just, 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 just this, the, the, how in sync they were. Like, it just looked completely different from years past, right? When we had Bobby Johnson, but that's what we can expect from Aaron Cromer, man. He's a, he's a, he's a technical guy, man. He's very specific in, in how he wants his O line to, to, to look and how he wants them to block. Um, and, and but but more importantly, or, or more than just um, his impact on the O line, he has an impact beyond that O line as well, man. And 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 uh, and and and, and um, Ken Dorsey even mentioned that he said he said part of that with Cromer is the run game stuff, and the protection stuff. He explained. So 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 now he's given responsibility to Aaron Cromer to not just you know, be the, the, you know, the coordinator of the O-line or the coach of the O-line, but to actually have, be, be in charge of the run game, you know, uh, stuff, and even the protections. And then he goes on to say this, he says, you know, kind of bringing in some new ideas, which always kind of, you know, infuses a little bit of something into the offense, maybe that we haven't done here in the past. So that's been very exciting with him, speaking of Aaron Cromer. So, so, so I love that, 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 that Ken Dorsey is picking the brains of these guys who are, very gifted, very talented, but have a ton of experience in the National Football League. He's picking the brains of Aaron Cromer, trying to figure out, you know, hey, man, maybe you can infuse some stuff that we haven't done before, you know what I'm saying, that we haven't done, you know, in years past. Uh, uh, and just, just bringing that, that that fresh new ideas. And so Cromer, man, is is having an impact on the offensive line, even beyond the O-line, which is something also that I'm excited to see. Yeah, you know, you can never not have enough like mouths at the table speak. And, you know, when you bring in a guy like Aaron Cromer, who has coached some of the guys on the offensive line, notable, the most notable player is Roger Saffold. Yeah. And every time you hear Roger Saffold speak within the media, he always talks super highly of a guy like Aaron Cromer. And, you know, I get it. A lot of the players on this team talk highly uh, of our coaches and our personnel staff. But just the extent that uh, Roger Saffold speaks of Aaron Cromer is huge. And you hear all the new guys or all the uh, players that are still on the roster talking about the new addition of Aaron Cromer and what it means to them to have a guy like him uh, coming in, you know, replacing Bobby Johnson, who, yeah. who well, people have well, their even, opinions even, on him. Even, even Eric, sorry to interrupt you, but even Eric Wood has talked about it because he coached with him. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he played under him, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he has high high regard for Aaron Cromer. Yeah, you know, Aaron Cromer is going to come in and, you know, replace Bobby Johnson, who had – a tight relationship with the locker room. You can you have your opinions on Bobby right. Johnson, whether you think he was a good O-line coach or whether you think he wasn't. But at the end of the day, he had a tight relationship with that O-line. 
and a guy like Aaron Cromer is going to come in and I think even make the offensive line room more tighter. Yeah. And he's going to get them playing the way he wants them to play. And you're going to see an improved offensive line. You're going to see oh, yeah. Ryan Bates take a next step in his game. You're going to see Roger Saffold be a huge oh, addition gosh. to this team. You're going to see Brown taking the next step uh, into year two. Dawkins is probably going to be even a better run defender than he yeah. was in yes. years past. And same yes. with Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse has probably been the most steady, reliable, best off of the line we've had over the last three years, three, four years. And he's only going to get better. So that's the, that's what you're going to get in Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer, you're going to get a guy like you mentioned everything, how technical he is. Um, just everything about him is just going to be huge with this Bills all line. Yeah, and 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 then the running game as well. The running game is going to be huge because we know we know what he did when he was with Buffalo, man. We I think we led the league in rushing back to back two years straight. You know, with Aaron Cromer, led the league, and we had we had an offensive line that that featured. Um, if I'm not saying we we had Eric Wood. We had Richie Incognito. I don't know if we had Deion Dawkins at the time. Um, no, I think we think we had Cordy Glenn. No. Yeah, Cordy, yeah, Cordy Glenn, Glenn. Glenn. Before we traded in Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, when you look at that offensive line, I mean, just, just with those guys right there, and those guys were stout against the run, man. Those guys were freaking dogs. And, and we've got arguably, probably on paper, better offensive line than when we had when Cromer was here his first time. Because when you look at the five, and we go, when you go from left to right, like you had mentioned, Evan, Deion Dawkins, you know what I'm saying? Then, then I mean, if, if you put Bates or, or Roger Saffold, you flip them, you know, how how are they go? But let's just say Saffold at left guard. Then you got center with Mitch Morris, and then Bates, and then and then Spencer Brown. Just in the run game, these guys are incredible run blockers, and they are incredibly athletic too, which is a huge thing and a huge plus because that's going to tip the hand and let let us know kind of what we can expect. Spencer Brown, man. Spencer Brown in the run game. I, I know, I know, I know. You know, he took his lumps in pass protection, and you know, and I believe he's going to get better with 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 better coaching. But man, like Scott Blakely said, yo, Spencer's got some nasty in him, some nasty, some absolute dogness in him. Love Spencer Brown, getting him in, in, in space and letting him move. You know, when you slant that offensive line, this this O line, and especially, and we cannot talk more about. Mitch Morse, we need to talk more about Mitch Morse. That guy is phenomenal, man. He is phenomenal across the O-line. Like you had mentioned, Evan, he has been the most consistent offensive lineman that we've had in years, and he continues just to be just Mr. Steady, Mr. Steady. When you get these guys moving, man, it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be tough. And the, put, put, put my man Silas back up here because I want to read this comment. It's, it's going to be tough, man. You know, this might be the first year Buffalo has seven guys you trust in the O-line room. Yeah. You're right, Sal. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. Because we got we got depth across. I mean, if we just go past the first five that we mentioned, right? And then you look at Questenberry. Who who else are we gonna put on there? You got yeah, Questenberry. Uh, who else? Who else? We Van Rotten, maybe. Van Rotten. Yeah, Van Rotten. Um, uh, even, depending even on Ike. what time. Yeah, Ike. I, okay, Ike, I would yeah. put Ike over Greg over Van Rotten. Yeah, right. Me too. So yeah. I would. So I would put the guys you're comfortable with. Your starting five, like we mentioned, and then I would go David Questenberry. Um, and Ike Butker, mm-hmm. and then honestly, like depending on how he plays in camp, Doyle. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Doyle or Luke yeah. Tanetta. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, maybe you never know what Greg Mans can do. He seems like a popular player in the locker room. Yeah, uh, he could be a solid, you know, uh, you know, backup option as well. Yeah, appreciate you, Scott Blakely, coming in here with the super chat. Yo, my man says, yo, I love the show, guys. Way to bring the passion, Scott. You look, I mean. I can't, we can't help it, man. We can't, we can't help it. This, this we're talking about the Buffalo Bills, man. The Buffalo freaking Bills, one of the best teams in the National Football League right now. 
Super Bowl contending Bills. We got to bring the passion. We got to bring the heat. You know what I'm saying? Training camp is underway. Guys are performing. We've got we've got incredible competitions. You know, all across the board from the wide receiver room, the slot receiving room, to the running backs, man, to the secondary, to some of the cornerbacks uh, across the depth, the D line. It's competition everywhere, man. Even in the punt room, the kicking room, we got competition. Well, man, hawking, and then and then is it hawk or hack? Hawk, right? It's hawk, right? Right? Hack. Hack. It's hack. Hack? Matt Hack. Matt Hack, Matt Hawk. That's what I call him. Call him Matt yeah. Hack. We got him. We've got the punk god. We've got, you know what I'm saying, Matt Razor, who, by the way, um, this competition is getting kind of tight, man. It's getting kind of tight. You know, uh, we had mentioned it, I think, I think uh, uh, on Rico's show, uh, the Rico Port uh, last week, man, about, about them guys and, and how Matt Hawk or Hack, whatever you want to call it, he feels the yeah. heat. And, uh, you know, he's not letting the rookie just go ahead and take his job. I mean, he's he's punting, you know, very well. But but the key thing that that he's doing is he's he's bringing that hang time that Matt Hawk is. I mean, that that uh, that uh, uh, Matt Reza at the time right now isn't doing. So that's another that's another position room that we can look out for. Yeah, no, I was, you know, reading the reports um, from I believe it was day three or day four. Again, someone can correct me on that. But. Matt or Matareza or Matariza, I gotta get used to these names, they're new, but uh, he was yeah, doing very well with Tyler Bass holding the football. Tyler mm-hmm. Bass made about six kicks in a row with Matareza holding the football for him, and I believe one was either a 53 yarder or 57 yarder. Um, nice. and he made it, and Matareza was the holder for it. So, as of right now, we are seeing Matareza get a little bit better holding the football for Tyler yeah. Bass, and that's going to be probably the biggest thing coming down for you know this punting battle who can hold the ball the best i mean that you know compared to the two because if matareza mm-hmm. isn't you know holding the football correctly he's gone right he might be a better overall punter but i mean at the end of the day like you got to be able to hold the ball on kicks especially in this buffalo right, football right. weather um and i you know we all know matareza is a great punter he's got it all that you know that's why you know the bills drafted him but he dropped a little bit in the draft because of his holding ability mm-hmm. and if he can get get things together and get things ready for this punting punting battle as training camp goes along. Right. Know, he, he can win it, but it's going to be all up to uh, the ability of Matt Ariza holding the football. No, no doubt about it. Uh, and, and then, and then even, I mean, if he, he holds football, but we need, I need him to, to get that hang time, you know, saying together too, because, That's true too. because, because, because booming the ball deep, you know what I'm saying? It means nothing if, if there's no hang time and, and, the, and the returner, has all day just to take the ball and, and run it. And you know what I'm saying? You're not giving your, your coverage team enough time to get down there, down the field. So as much as as much as we need him to to uh, uh show that he can be reliable in holding the ball, I think even you know, possibly even even more important, man, is at the hang time, man, because special teams is everything that we we can't we can't have him, you know, uh uh fielding, I mean giving these guys, these returners, you know, opportunities, man, just to just return it. We can't we can't have that. But at the, at the end of the day, man, I, I still think that the young guy, you don't draft it. You don't, you just don't, don't, you don't, I don't see Brandon Bean wasting a draft pick like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't draft a punter of all things, of all, of all things, a punter only to, to, uh, <laughs> to cut him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, but I, I've got, I've got high hopes for a format raise. I think, I think, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, I think the dude is, is, is legit. He's like Tyler Bass, you know what I'm saying? Just punting the ball. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he's that type of potential guy, you know. Um, but yeah, man, no, for sure. 
Yo, we we are we are we are uh coming to the end of the show, man. We are an hour and 30 plus minutes into the show with 140 something watching. Again, we appreciate you guys so very much for tuning into the show. Do us this favor, man. If 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 you are as excited as me and Evan are about this Bills season, smash that like button. Don't go anywhere. Smash that like button, man, because, yo, the Buffalo Bills, I, I, I'm excited about it, man. I, I, I can't say enough about them, but you know what? <clears throat> I, 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 th I think I think this is where we need to end it, man. I, I think this yeah. is where we need to, to end it, and I, I, I'm going to do it again. I'm, I'm going to show you guys some more, some more Josh Allen highlights because I love Josh Allen and the offense. I love what these guys are doing, Who man. doesn't? Dude, these guys are freaking they're they're lighting it up, man. They're killing it. Um, it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So before we head on out, let me show you this gorgeous dime that Josh Allen dropped once again. Here it is. Like it, love it, enjoy it. Check my man out. Uh oh, hold on a second. There it is. Look at this. Look at that dime. Oh. Oh. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful, man. So beautiful. Is that on Dotson? I think that was on on Saran Neal. That looked mm. like Saran Neal. Let me let me back it up a little bit here. I, I think I think I caught I caught 33. Uh, let me back it up some more. Let's see. Uh, I see a three. I don't know what Dotson wears. That, oh, that, may, that, that may be Dotson. That may be Dotson. That may be Dotson. Yeah, yeah. That may be. Yeah, I think you're right. Nevertheless, my man, my man, Dotson Knox, dude. <laughs> yes, Silas. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yo, Buffalo is loaded. Low app, all caps loaded. All caps, L-O-A-D-E-D, -E exclamation, exclamation, exclamation point. Absolutely loaded, man. This is our year 100,000%. I, I fully believe it, man. I fully believe it. As long as as long as long everything can go well, man, we, we hit the ground running. We peak at the right time, right when we need to peak. Dude, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know too many guys, too many teams, man, who are really <laughs> – who are really going to be able to stop us, man? I just, I, I just don't see it. No, no, a little more than a Saturday night drunky fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that, man. All that f, man. Yo, brother. So thank you, man. I thank you, man. I appreciate you, man, for hopping on with me, man. Oh yeah, um, no, for sure. Anytime. I love, love hopping on any of the shows. It's a great dude, time, man. Let me, let me know, man. What's, what's, what's going, man? What, what do you got going on? Um, any, 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 any articles you, you got right now? What's up, man? Let the people know what's up. Well, so for anyone who doesn't know, normally for almost every episode that the Buffalo fanatics do, we do throw up, uh, an article on fan sided. Uh, that is a partner that we have here with the Buffalo fanatics. We do kind of a recap on the article. So if you want to, you know, go check that out. Normally every episode or every other couple episodes, um, I throw up an article, uh, just recapping the, the re most recent episode, and uh, that'll be awesome if you guys can go check that out. Uh, just because you know, we put a lot of effort into it, and you know, it's just a great little recap about what you watched, and you can just kind of 
plug your memory and your brain with a little more knowledge from the show. Uh, so it's a it's a great read. Uh, it'll be it'll be awesome if you can go go check that out uh, and go share that around with your your family and friends. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm just kind of getting ready for Bill's training camp, doing more stuff with Buffalo Fanatics. Obviously, hopping on with Rev tonight was huge. Uh, getting ready for training camp. Uh, I'll be attending some. I believe I'm going the second, fourth, fifth, and possibly the seventh. So if any of you guys are out there, you know, say what's up. Come say hi, and I'll chat a little Bills football. I'll be up in the stands. I'll probably be covering a little, covering a little bit of the Bills training camp as well, um, probably on the BF Twitter or Instagram. So stay out. Stay, uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, but other than that, I mean, if you guys want to keep up with anything I'm doing personally, uh, follow me on Twitter at, at Evan H seven one six, uh, Instagram, Evan Harrington underscore 63. And I do still do posts on TikTok, NFL analyst at NFL analyst on TikTok. Uh, we do a little bills content. I'm going to be, uh, starting to break down more bills coverage over there, especially as the season's progressing. But yeah, that, I mean, that's basically it for right now, but I'm just, I'm just getting pumped for bills training camp, man. It's something that, that gets me hyped up every year. Man, you, you ain't lying, but I mean, yo, when you go, when you go to that game, when you go to that scrimmage, brother, hey, man, make sure you make sure you, you take some good notes, man. Put some content out, man, for our, for our watchers, my viewers, man, our, our followers, dude, because this that game, that's that's something that I'm looking forward to to hearing about, man. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Uh, we finally get some pads on, um, and so we can see some things popping off. Um, and we get to see the old line going up against this D line. I want to see these guys get after it, man. Um, so I'm excited about that, dude. I can't wait for it, man. Evan, appreciate you, man, so very much, dude. Again, yo, you are the man. Uh, yo, we are an hour and 40 in. We are, we are, we are headed out, baby. We are headed out, man. Uh, you guys, but you know how we do it, man. Grace and peace to you guys. Um, until next time, baby, from myself and Evan Harrington right here in the Buffalo Fanatics Network, we will see you again next week. And make sure you stay tuned to my man Rico on Friday Night Live, the Rico Report tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know he's going to bring some heat as well. And then we got the BF Riders Club Saturday. It, you know, we, we got content out the wazoo. That's the word that is made up, out the wazoo. You guys, make sure you keep it locked and loaded right here on the Buffalo Fanatics Network, baby. And until next time, baby, grace and peace. God bless. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.